G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, Tuesday rolls around quickly and, as we do on a Tuesday, taking the opportunity to check on the very latest breaking news headlines as they come out of Israel and the Middle East. Ron Ross, back on the phone with us. Hello, Ron. Welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Ron, you've been scouring the headlines overnight. Let's start with one that has the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, who has removed the International Observer Force out of Hebron after 22 years. Yes, he decided to oust international observers from Hebron overnight, thereby breaking a 22-year agreement that has helped hold in place the 1997 division of the city between Israel and the Palestinian Authority. The observer force, known as the Temporary International Presence in Hebron, operates under a mandate that is renewed twice a year by both sides. The mandate was due for renewal at the end of this month, but Netanyahu has decided uh, not to renew it. He said in November that he would review the situation and decided yesterday that Israel will no longer support the presence of the 64 international civilian observers from Italy, Norway, Sweden, Switzerland and Turkey. We will not allow an international force to act against us, he made a statement to the press saying. The Hebron community immediately thanked him and the ministers who persistently spoke out on the matter, including Deputy Foreign Minister Zippy Hutavelli and Strategic Affairs and Public Safety Minister Gilad Erdan. Together we proved that it is possible to bring to an end to the injustice and folly that has lasted for many years, Hebron's Jewish community said. Ron, just let's linger here for just a moment. Is it the case that in this statement that Benjamin Netanyahu is making in removing these international observers, that this might be an accusation against those observers that a lot of the fake news, a lot of the misrepresentation of Israel that you'll see in the global media is coming from that group? Is that what's, is that the statement that's being made here? Yeah, they virtually, they're uh, snakes for the UN and for the international media. And uh, any negative story that uh, is passed on, of course, gets headlines. And he's decided that uh, you can't have legitimate spies in your own land. Okay, no doubt there'll be more that we'll hear about that over the coming days. Let's uh, Let's talk about Sunday. It was Holocaust Memorial Day on Sunday, and this year a gift from Christians had a powerful impact. Yeah, and the Christians involved quoted Isaiah 60, verse 5. It says, Thou shalt see and be radiant, and your heart shall throb and be enlarged, because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you, and the wealth of the nations shall come to you. That verse referring to Israel. With restoration rings made from silver and gold donated by pro-Israel Christians, one ministry is seeking to heal the painful wounds of the Holocaust, 
and centuries of Christian persecution through fulfillment of Jeremiah's prophecy that the people of Israel will be restored to their rightful place. The unique project originated by Canadian faith leader Dean Bai also recreates an aspect of the building of the tabernacle, paving the way for the third temple as a house of prayer for all nations. The story began in August 2015 in Victoria, Canada, when businessman Jerry O'Leary heard the call of God to give ten white trucks to Israel to bless the poor. He approached Dean Bai, founder of Return Ministries, a Canadian ministry dedicated to helping Christians serve Israel and the Jewish people. O'Leary offered Bai the trucks for his projects. Bai took them up on the offer and used the trucks to travel around Canada on a 60-day, 100-stop journey to collect donations. Rather than money, Bai had the idea to request donations of gold and silver. Initially, he imagined people donating old jewellery they no longer needed. But what turned out was very different. He said, the first night we were shocked when we witnessed people giving their most precious objects, heirlooms. Many husbands and wives gave their wedding bands from off their fingers saying they wanted to stand with the covenant of Abraham. Well, all that gold and silver was put together and turned into what he called sovereign gifts. Uh, there was over $2 million worth. And uh, they made those rings, and in Israel this week, they presented them to many Holocaust survivors. Uh, a wonderful gesture. And the verse from uh, Jeremiah says, For lo, the days are coming, says Hashem, that I will turn the captivity of my people Israel and Judah, saying, Hashem, I will cause them to return to the land that I gave to their fathers, and they shall possess it. And uh, so that's the verse that they based their generosity on. It was also interesting to note that there was a ceremony in uh, Auschwitz over the weekend where former uh, survivors came, and they, come, they addressed the survivors at the Nazi camps in Birkenau, a sub-camp of Auschwitz, and uh, they named their barracks Canada. Uh, as a time symbolizing a place of wealth and bounty. And so that all came to fruition in this wonderful gesture. As you say, a significant gesture and a memorial day that happens every year and uh, that ought never be uh, underrated in any way. Uh, Ron, let's talk about Iran. And oftentimes when we talk about Iran, the headlines are talking about Iran's encroachment uh, closer and closer, whether it be influence or even military uh, strategies in the nation of Syria. But uh, now Egypt has weighed in and issuing an ultimatum to Hamas about cooperation with Iran. It seems to be things are increasing with the Iranian influence. Yeah, Jerusalem's decision to postpone the transfer of Qatari funds to Hamas following the escalation on Israel's border with the Gaza Strip has sparked an unexpected response. Egypt has issued Hamas political bureau chief Ishmael Haniyeh with an ultimatum. Cairo has made it clear that Haniyeh must decide whether Hamas takes its orders from Tehran or continues to implement the understandings for calm formulated by the head of the Egyptian intelligence, Abbas Kamel. A senior Egyptian intelligence official 
told the Israeli newspapers that senior Hamas members, chief among them Hania, had contacted Carmel with the request that Israel be sent the message that Hamas was not involved in the grave events of the border. Hamas further asked the Egyptian intelligence chief to prevent the postponement of the transfer of the money from Qatar. Hania clarified that, saying Hamas will not ignore the Islamic Jihad's provocations, which were carried out at the direct order of Tehran. The source said that while Hamas was furious that senior Islamic Jihad officials did everything they could to bring about an escalation in the security situation in Gaza that postponed the transfer of money from Qatar to the Gaza Strip, they did not expect the Egyptian ultimatum, which has pushed them into a very stern corner. Ron, let's turn our attention to another headline uh, that affects a nation a little closer to home here. Malaysia has lost the hosting rights for the 2019 Paralympic Games after its ban on Israeli competitors. The International Paralympic Committee on Sunday stripped Malaysia of the right to host the 2019 World Paraswimming Championships after the Muslim-majority country banned Israeli athletes from entry. All world championships must be open to all eligible athletes and nations to compete safely and free from discrimination, the IPC President Andrew Parsons said in announcement. Of course, there's been great joy and fanfare in Israel over that decision, and one we should all applaud. And uh, there's another significant story that is in the headlines, Ron. A cure for cancer. The big question, the whole world is working on it. You could say there's a a race going on for finding ultimate cures for cancer. But Israeli scientists think they've found one. This is overwhelming, really, and uh, I'm just calling on everyone to pray that it's true. A small team of Israeli scientists think they might have found the first complete cure for cancer. We believe we will offer in a year's time a complete cure for cancer, said Dan Aridor, of a new treatment being developed by his company, Accelerated Evolution. Our cancer cure will be effective from day one and will last a duration of a few weeks and will have no or minimal side effects at a much lower cost than most other treatments on the market. Our solution will be both generic and personal. And uh, it sounds fantastic, and there's a lot of uh, medical detail in the uh, description of what they've found, but they've taken a different approach to the cancer, and so far their uh, findings have been positive, and there's great excitement over the potential of what uh, may soon be announced. Uh, Well, the proof will be in the pudding. Uh, Those sort of things, uh, we do have to wait for some uh, tests and uh, for those types of uh, research scientists to be able to affirm the claims being made. But uh, certainly it is a good headline, a cure for cancer, and uh, perhaps as close as 12 months away. That sounds very significant. Ron Ross, thank you so much for taking some time to scour the headlines, for bringing us an update on the nation of Israel and on those events uh, that are happening around the Middle East that affect the Holy Land. And uh, thank you so much for taking time to talk to us once again today on 2020. My pleasure. Thank you, Neil.
Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.